The Theonauts, episode 100. The one where the Centennial Sentinels suggest the supernatural. The Theonauts Podcast. Christian news from around the globe. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Explore the vast reaches of God's word. Hello, all you Theo Centennials. That's all I had. I was <laughs> so I totally stole yeah. your Theo. I kept thinking, oh no! I kept thinking, how am I going to say this? Oh, I couldn't think I totally of another another one hundred. We have Centennial on the brain, though. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited about this. Yes, we made it a hundred episodes, and I'm David Gaddy. I'm Jeremiah Orr. Together, we are the, the Theo Knots for the hundredth time. If you're listening yes. out there, internet. We are the Theonauts. Plus a few minisodes. Right. Oh, yeah. Scattered here. True. I forgot about the minisodes. Uh, technically, I think we're on like episode 106 or 7 if you count them all. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Wow. What a trip, man. Yeah. So how's it been going, man? Oh, it's um, I don't I don't know like what time it is or where I am or anything right now because of a little sweet baby girl that I've been staying up all night with. So, yeah, and traveling around the country with. Yes, I went to Minnesota. That was fun. Minnesota. Uh, while Christina, my wife, took the baby to my family in Kansas, I went to her family in Minnesota, and that was pretty awesome. And then, let's see, um, spent the fourth there. Um, had a blast, but I'm happy to be home, and I'm home for a while. So, enjoying my summer. Yeah, I've just been dealing with a sick wife. Yes, you have. Yeah, she's she's been having a hard time with uh, insomnia and all kinds of sinus issues. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. But I think we're on the uphill climb. Now. Yeah, she's so, been praise she's God. Spent the night at a sleep study last night. Yep. Which uh, doing I, doing better. I, I still don't understand how they expect you to sleep. <laughs> While people are watching you, you're hooked it's up to a whole that. bunch of diodes. Like hooked up like the bionic man. <laughs> I know. It's like all this checking everything. It's, I mean, I'd die. I, I wouldn't be able to do it at yeah. all. I just sit up all night. But so. anyways, praying that she gets better. But uh so yeah. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hey guys, guys, guys. What what's I that? have a question for you. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <Stop> <laughs> <laughs> How did he get in here? Yes. <laughs> hey, Michael. How are you, man? I'm well. I'm very well. So you're up all night changing diaper. Congratulations. Thank by the way. you. Yes. I have and a baby girl. <laughs> God so bless crazy. you for stepping up and going and claiming <laughs> a baby girl to love. That's oh absolutely goodness. beautiful. Well, he just uh, he gave her to us, so we're we're so blessed, man. Yeah. So if you guys are 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 confused as to what's going on we actually got michael hansen and brendan taylor on with us today because we're celebrating episode 100 centennial yeah (laughs) that's so great hey it's a milestone most podcasts do not last anywhere near 100 episodes wow yeah in fact i i think the average is about 12 or so really that's strange man (laughs) 
Well, you know, and, and we're we're still doing it, and we haven't lost our minds yet. So that's really no. good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, anyway. That, that leads to my question. In fact, uh, it's been a long time since we've had a segment of where we ask the Theonauts. Oh, well, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what, what's your question there, Michael? Why... You're at 100 episodes of the Theonauts podcast, and your listeners love your show. You, They love the themes that you jump into, all the topics that you guys uh, tackle, the guests that you have on talking about crazy books and all kinds of different things. <laughs> it's coming from all different angles. The question really is, when you're talking about podcasting, this brand new medium, right? It's only been around for about a decade or more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's really it's the democratization of the web. Anybody sure. with a microphone and a decent computer and uh, uh, internet connection can have their own radio show. Yeah, they can have their television show. Now there are two kinds, at least two kinds. We'll focus on two kinds of podcasts. And the first one is actually broken up into two categories. The first one is, hey, I have the opportunity to do this. So there, you know, that's why some people choose to podcast. I can because I can because I'm able to. Right. Now that's up to the uh, group of people that are truly able to podcast, are able to address an audience and keep people informed and entertained. And then there's the second category of people that should actually just be bloggers. They have no business being behind <laughs> a microphone. Uh, and I, I don't say that with any kind of uh, uh, guile. That's just true. There are sure. people that have no business behind a microphone. Sure. Um, then the second group of podcasters, um, of at least two groups, um, there are many more actually, but the second one are, are folks that have something that they want to share. They have something that they are knowledgeable about or passionate about even more uh, usually. They're passionate about something, and I want to hear people that are passionate about something more than I want to hear somebody that's knowledgeable uh, because uh, knowledge follows passion, correct? Yes, yes. amen, that's right. It doesn't work the other way around. Wow. So when when you decided, especially David, when you decided that uh, the Theonauts needed to be a podcast, what what was the reason behind that? And what is the purpose of the show? Okay, I'm going to be candid. Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, actually, uh, that that had, that played into it. Sure. Uh, because I I like to talk. Period. I just like to talk. <laughs> but but I do. I'm passionate about the Bible, and so and I always feel like I've got a lot to say about it. And uh, so I have you know spent time listening to uh, radio programs for years, listening to. Uh, uh, certain types of preachers, and some of which I'm going, man, is there anything better than this on? This is so surface level. There's no depth in this. You know, I'm just frustrated with some of the level of preaching that's on the radio. But then I would hear some people that would just dive like way deep into the Bible and into yeah. symbolism and all kinds of really cool stuff. And I would just be immersed in that. And so I guess that's where my studies were. And so I was like, man, there needs to be more of this. I want to share some of this. I Oh, I learned something. Let me, who can I tell? Right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, I, I've thought about doing this for, for a while, but 
the the thing is, I really didn't want to do it by myself uh, because I, I just didn't want it to be about me, you know. So going back to that pride thing, that would have been the worst thing for me, right. you know, to 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 make it all about me. So right. Jeremiah and I had been uh, uh, just chatting about theological stuff <laughs> offline for a while. And, and, um, he's got this winning personality and whatnot. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, what? that's what they say. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Hey, you want to do this thing? And uh, the rest is kind of history. You know, well, Jer- Jer- yeah, I was going to ask you, Jeremiah, what does the show mean to you? What is your hope for the Theonauts? <sighs> to answer that, I have to go back. I have to go back to the beginning of, of how it even, how it even started. Um, and I'm amazed how God has changed me through the course of Theonauts, and I'm amazed how I'm amazed how God has changed, uh, you know, both David and I's lives through the course of Theonauts and what's happened. And so, um, go back to four years ago, almost, (laughs) uh, three or four years ago, and I don't remember the exact date, but David comes knocking on my door and asks me to go see his son. Uh, and I had never met David before and, um, I was a youth pastor in Podunk, Texas and, um, and really viewed anybody outside my my theological circle as somebody who, you know, was either an enemy or, uh, thought I was going to hell. And so I thought David thought that I was going to hell because of his theological circle. So I have to go back all the way back to that. From that, David and I formed this friendship and I was amazed, um, at the conversations we were having that I never thought that I would have with anybody outside the church. And then I was amazed at how real I was getting because I, it's, it's very easy for a pastor to put on a front and to, um, pretend to be something he's not. And so David and I just formed this, this tight friendship. Um, he was starting the bird's nest. And so I, you know, come down and talk and, and then he just offhanded mentioned, Hey, I'm thinking about starting this podcast, you know, and it'd be great. And I'm like, dude, that's wonderful, but you're going to have to carry the brunt of the work. Cause I have no idea what you're doing. And not only that, but like, you know, you're the theological mind here. I'm just somebody to bounce stuff off of. Yeah. You're selling yourself way short. Really. <laughs> anyways. So we, you know, we started this thing and the hope that I had at the beginning were purely selfish reasons, honestly, the number one selfish reason, I had a friend uh, in David, and I enjoyed talking theology with him, and it was something that just renewed my my life, right? It renewed my uh, focus and, and helped me to, uh, um, to walk the Christian walk. But then, past that, it began being something different. It began being a sounding board for how I was changing, or really what I thought about some of these theological dogmas that um, I had been taught to adhere to all my life, right? (laughs) Um, And then the number one thing, really, uh, that Theonauts has taught me more than anything else is unity. Yes. Amen! It's been the backbone of this podcast. It's been the backbone of David and I's relationship. Um, And I think that it's that's our mission statement. Well, and, okay, so let's get into that a little bit more in, in detail. And starting with you this time, 
Jeremiah. Sure. Talked about that mission statement. What do you want? Most of all, because you you guys put on an entertaining show. It is fun <laughs> to listen to, um, but it is it, it's thick and heavy and robust with uh, theology and God's word and the love of God's word. What do you hope to impart or pass on to your listeners? First off, the the main thing I hope to pass on and to impart to my listeners is the fact that we as Christians belong to, and I'm going to use a term coined by Brian McLaren, um, which I'm not a big fan of his writings, but I'm a big fan of this term. He wrote a book called The Beautiful Orthodoxy. Um, we as Christians are part of this beautiful orthodoxy. And what I mean by that is there are all these different traditions. There's all these different backgrounds that, um, that Christians have followed or have been a part of. And they're very good and very interesting to discuss. But at the end of the day, when we discuss those lovingly, we can put them aside and focus on the one thing that unifies us all, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. The gospel is what unifies Christians. And so we need to realize that it's Jesus plus nothing equals everything, right? Yes, yes. It's, it's the gospel and the gospel alone <clears throat> that that calls us into relationship with God and then calls us into relationship with others. And if we are separating or we're schisming on different, um, different doctrines of men or different, I call them uh, non-backbone or non-assistional doctrines, um, then we're missing the whole point of the gospel. And so uh, I believe that that's our mission as theonauts, to, to sit down and discuss all these fun things, mm-hmm. maybe even get a little heated and maybe get a little, you know, uh, weirded out by some different perspectives, but then come back to, hey, but you know what? What matters is Christ. Christ is what matters. Right. And so Amen. I think that that's our I think that's our mission statement. I think that that's what I want our listeners to get out of it. More than theology, unity. I right, think. right. David, how would you answer that? <clears throat> well, I think that there is um a quote that kind of sums a lot of this up for me uh from a uh one of my favorite theologians in our little faith tradition. Uh, Carl Ketcherside. He he once said, "Wherever God has a son or a daughter, I have a brother or a sister." Mm. Right. And um, I think oftentimes we forget that, and we we want to 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 group up into little groups and point fingers across the table. And uh, Jesus's body is divided in that. So I guess uh, you know to add on to what. Jeremiah just said, because my, my mission is pretty much the same way. I want people to understand that it's uh, Jesus plus nothing equals everything, and that we're all in this fight together, and we have a common enemy we need to be fighting against Amen. instead of one another. That's right. Uh, but ultimately, uh, if there's any one thing I, I would hope that someone finds us on, the, on you know, iTunes or whatever, you know, randomly... And just here's one episode or whatever. If there's anything that they can get out of it, I'd, I'd like for it to be uh, this. Never be afraid to learn from the Bible. Like, never stop learning. Uh, I'm, I'm not through. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> if I believe the same thing I believe right now about every doctrinal stance and every single little talking point in 20 years, I'm not doing my job. Amen. I mean, I need to be studying the Bible. I need to be learning every single day. And I pray I'll be learning the day I die. 
And I hope that's what people take from the show is that you, th- you might think you have this all figured out, but there's, there's got to be places where you, can, where you still can learn. So in other words, uh, we should, we should uh, be willing to back off a little bit and go back to the gospel, right? right? Yes. And go back to that flag, that tent pole. Right. And, and then uh, regroup. And, and really, the question is to find out what, uh, what hill am I willing to die on as a Christian, Amen. right? Yeah, and I, I think this actually all goes back to our, our, I guess, our verse, our, you know, Proverbs 25, two, Yeah. which is, it is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search things out, right? Or the yes. privilege of kings to search things out. And that's, you know, that's what we're called to do as, as Christians, is mm-hmm. to search God's word and to, and to seek out these truths. And so... He rewards the diligent student. That's right. And so as long as we're, we're faithfully searching his word, I think that Theonauts is still going to be around, honestly. <laughs> because, and, you know, that's, that's a big order, right? Mm-hmm. But I believe that, you know, this is, this is what we're, in one form or another, this is what we're called to do. So, so I, I kind of got a question for you guys. How did you, All right. how did you guys uh, find Theonauts? Because uh, <laughs> you guys kind of reached out to me, yeah. you know, and it was like, whoa, I didn't know anybody was listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's Brendan's story. So take it away, Brendan. Yes. Uh, I think it was way back with episode six of the Theonauts. And you guys were talking about Noah. Oh yeah, Darren Darren Aronofsky. He's Noah. It was Noah. Um, got that midrash acting up. Oh, I got some cream for it too. Okay, good. Uh, midrash. Uh, it's brilliant. But no, like I was, I was like I I was loving and and guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. I still loved the Noah movie. I do too. But back back then. <laughs> Uh, back then I was, uh, you know, like, and like all my friends, they were all kind of, they were, they were mid-rash the wrong way. And I, I needed to find somewhere that, that at least was sensible in their disagreement with it. Like me, like I was. Yes, like you. Oh no, I'm, I'm talking about this people I went to go see the movie with and they were just outraged. Oh, wow. I was wondering if there were more secrets between us, Brendan. <laughs> oh, man. For people that don't know who haven't uh, heard Brendan and I, we are uh, 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 the other team over at the GCT Network. And yes. uh, Brendan and I spent 101 episodes finding Christian themes in Hollywood blockbusters, uh, past and present. And we would we would take movies from uh, from. Guys like Darren Aronofsky or uh, Steven Spielberg or George Lucas or whoever, and uh, and dig out the Christian themes that we uh, as Christians can use as we are sitting on our double decker couch next to our our friends and loved ones watching these movies. Right. Um, and, uh, we did actually talk about uh, Noah uh, in depth. Um, <laughs> so Brendan found you guys, and and but I. I'm going to take the hacky sack back from you, David, because I want to know if Brendan has... I asked you a bunch of questions about the Theonauts. Brendan, was there anything in there that they talked about that you would like them to elaborate on? Uh, no, actually... What, are you yes. about what they just what they just now talked about? Yes. Uh, no, I think I think all the, all the points that keeps me coming back to the Theonauts, they hit on. 
uh, it's really good because getting to know you guys and and the different backgrounds that you do have, it's good to see an example of the unity. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Good. Yes. Well, it, yeah, and, and if it, and if anything, that's that's one of the main reasons I kept coming back after episode six about Darren Aronofsky's Noah. So, <laughs> so it's really, it's really good. And then just the, uh, I would almost say just the, the epicness of the, of the topics you guys cover. Um, I, I was catching up on the, on the last episode, the water and the spirit the other day. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the ladies that left the feedback, I think her name was Mary. Is that, yeah. is that right? Yes. She, uh, she, she was like listening to all these episodes that she had liked, and I was like, you know, I like those too, like the like Joshua's long day and how that somehow tied into uh, the planet Mars. You know, it was just it was so <laughs> so fascinating. Well, that's David for you right there. Uh, I'm this not, guy, I'm not the originator of that theory. I know, well, but yeah, I know, and, and you and you and you say that clearly in the episode. I'm just saying, uh, just the way you guys talk about it, it's like. It's very. I'll say it again. It's very epic. <laughs> well, and, let's, uh, and I so love it. More, more favorite episodes. This is a hundredth episode retrospective. Let's uh, discuss favorite episodes amongst all y'all. Yeah. All right, David, you go first. What do you think? What's what's your? Uh... Okay, I'm just. I'm gonna just cut convention. I'm gonna go straight to my my favorite episode. Okay. And <laughs> and, and work back. <clears throat> so my favorite episode that that we've done, it was number thirty one. Which was... That's not on my list. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed. And it's very similar to this one because we had our friends, Brendan and Michael, on board with us. Oh, hey. yes, yes, yes. We talked about how Christians should act online. Online. And, oh. and that echoes so much our theme of unity because that really what it boils down to is why are, pe- why are Christians getting so upset online? It's because they disagree with, mostly with other Christians and you know, and they're misjudging the world in certain ways, and so I just thought that was a great discussion. It was one of our longest episodes. <laughs> it was. That's right. And uh, but anyway, I really, I really, really enjoyed that. That was that was uh, probably my favorite episode. You know, and it's one that keeps me in check to this day. By the way, when I'm online, I think I think back to what what did I say? Okay, I need to be like not only a hearer, you know, but a doer also. Right. <laughs> and, and so, uh, yeah, that keeps me in check all the time. But that was a really good episode. I'm, of course, having Michael and Brendan uh, as a part, you know, I really want to put, but it was a Finding Christ in Cinema episode, so I couldn't put it on there. The one where we joined them and talked about uh, talked about the Avengers, right? Yes, yes. And that was, man, that was a fun episode. It was just, you know, the first time we got to collaborate together, and uh, I hope it's, I hope it's the first of many more to come. But, um, man, it was that was fun. But, anyways, all right. Do you guys have anything to say on that one, by the way, yeah. before I jump off? I was going to say, anytime that you folks are on a show with Brendan and I, you can consider that part of the Theonauts. You can say that's Theonauts. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Good. What, what do you say? Special episode, blah, 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 or whatever. <laughs> it was like episode yeah. 30.5. Right. Well, you guys speak in my language right now. That's what the Great Commission Transmission Network is about. It's an ecumenical unity movement, uh, internet ministry. So Amen. keep going. That's good. Yes. All right. So if I had to jump to my absolute favorite, um, it, it would definitely be uh, episode number nine, Unity. 
right? Because I think I think we hit a turning point with that uh, mm-hmm. episode. I think from that on that episode on it, it became about um, unity, not so much about trying to prove one particular theological theory or trying to dispel others, but what what is it that we unify on? Mm-hmm. And I that was during a time <clears throat> in my life where I was actually struggling through this whole unity argument. Um, uh, you know, who who is it that we can worship with, right? right. Quote, unquote. Right. Who is it that, that we unify with and where do we unify on? Is it the truth? And if that's the case, then what, what defines the truth, right? Yeah. We threw in that whole Amos... Three three <laughs> three three yeah. verse and how it's misunderstood, um, and it, it's actually totally mistranslated and totally miscommunicated. Uh, but uh, um, what it means to walk in unity with your brother and sister, and you know, I'm going to hit on that over and over. But that that became my absolute number one favorite episode. Um, but it's right there with right now. I don't know. They keep switching the spirit of adoption episode. Oh, that number was, twenty-eight. That was good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it, it keeps ringing out to me right now. Like, yes, it's um, home, doesn't it? Yeah, it's hitting home <laughs> in in more ways than than I've ever understood. So, uh, and at the time, it was hitting home for me because oh yeah, that's I had right. a grandchild being adopted. So right, the whole idea of what it means to be adopted um, in in Christ and that picture in Scripture, right? And then we looked at Jewish adoption. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and we looked at Roman adoption, right? And then we looked at the term adopted as sons and what that entails um, and joint heirs with, with Christ, which is cool. So anyways, what do you guys think about those? Those are my two top favorite ones, I think, so far. Well, you're, sti- you're sticking with the unity thing. And so I'm bored. I'm just thinking we need to uh, have a list of these uh, episodes in the show notes for this 100th episode so that people can have a, an yeah. easy way of accessing those sure. in the archive. Yeah, that's good. Those are evergreen. That's what you call evergreen content. It is always applicable and always useful for the body of Christ. Amen. Yeah. And even when people forget Darren Aronofsky's Noah movie. <laughs> How could that? <laughs> that epic. Hey, uh, so what was your most fun episode? Like the one where, where you just had the most fun? Oh, wow. Throw it. Okay, I'm going to throw this one out there, and this is going to be kind of weird. Um, but I'm, We wouldn't I'm, expect any less. Yes. Um, I'm going to say probably... The one that was the most fun for me was the Nephilim Chronicles of the Nephilim discussion with Brian, Brian Gadala. Oh my gosh, my mind was blown. <laughs> I I spent a month like researching that right after you know, and I was I was just totally like un- unbelievable. Yeah, we mind. had a hard time getting the word in edgewise. Oh yeah, we did. But uh, David and I have a uh, David and I have a long history. Uh, we shared the long history together, th- thousands of miles apart, without even knowing each other. <laughs> listening to Chuck Messler for That's, decades. Yes, uh, and you get all the weird stuff. It's Twilight Zone for Christians. <laughs> exactly. I'm always looking for where is Rod Serling. <laughs> Imagine you will. Yeah, and and you know if if anyone's a, like an avid Chuck Missler listener, 
they have probably pick up a lot of Theonaut episodes and like, oh, okay, this guy listens to Chuck Nessler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Stars episode, the numerology episodes. They're fun because you can allow your mind to wander and, oh, yeah. and you'll just wonder at God's power and majesty. Is he capable of doing all of those things? Yes, he's absolutely capable of anything. Did he actually do some of those? Nah, well, we can, you know, that's what we can, you know, politely debate. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, but right alongside that one for me was, uh, and this one is also kind of a little, um, you wouldn't expect this, but it was, Michael, it was you and I discussing hell in, in, in episode <laughs> six. topic? Yeah, I loved that episode. And, out, children. Okay, so here is one of the reasons why I really liked it. For one, we, we debated, like it was a full-on debate, uh, but it was in good spirit like okay so for one that's forget who's right who's wrong in the discussion that's how christians should be discussing uh problematic issues theological issues and and so i think that that but but what was fun about it for me is that i was really digging what michael was saying even though i was trying to argue against it (laughs) sure and so uh yeah i've got to say that i'm I'm more full, full blown toward his view of that because that was been that's been over a year. Ago. I'm losing them all. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's great. I, it's pretty funny. But. And so anyway, I just really enjoyed that. I thought that was a really fun episode. You know, and you don't go ahead. Oh, I'm no. You, I, Jeremiah was. Uh, um, where were you for those for those weeks? What were you doing at that time? Was it when you started your teaching job? It was either well, okay, so yeah, there was a period of time where I stepped out. Um, it was about a month I stepped mm-hmm. out of Theonauts, and <laughs> you guys held down the fort so well, uh, along with some others, Riley, Colin, some of the some of the other guys, and it's such a blessing. But yeah, I, I had uh, I was switching gears. There was a lot going on in my life with uh, leaving the uh, my position at the church, and then and then taking on a teaching job, which I had no clue. And it was at the end of the summer. Um, basically I had a month, I actually had a week, uh, to prepare before classes began and I was teaching seventh or 12th. So I didn't have any time at all to do anything else except for focus on teaching. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was during that time and it was really funny though, because it didn't matter if, if I wasn't there. Uh, It did. It did matter. And I said it on that episode. The Theonauts (laughs) is not the Theonauts without Jeremiah. I just want to be able to say that right now. I agree. they're still they're still fine episodes, but it's like oh those are kind of like you know it's like ACDC without uh, Bon Scott or <laughs> I mean <laughs> Jeremiah's Bon Scott. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a know, great confusion. And I need to do that show. And actually, Sorry. David, I regret that episode. I, I I went on there with the purpose of here's what I was thinking in my mind. You know what? We've heard David and Jeremiah politely agree with each other for however many episodes right now. Let's turn up the heat a little bit if we're going to be talking about, <laughs> oh, hell. And, uh, <laughs> in, but in retrospect, I, I wouldn't do it that way again at all, at all. Um, I think that I came across as too confrontational. And, and so see how different people can see the same <laughs> event differently? Sure. Wow. David has two Christians politely, um, you know, discussing and and debating in the classic sense almost. Um, and I saw it as, oh, wow, I feel like a jerk, you know. <laughs> no, so, I didn't take that at all. That's my least favorite Theonauts episode. Really? 
but there you go. Let's celebrate that. Our least favorite. <laughs> well, that's, anyway. it, that's actually on my list of most favorite Theonaut episodes also. So I don't know, Michael, I think you're alone in that, man, because I think that was one of the best. And what I was saying, I, you know, it didn't matter if I took the time off because even if, though I took the time off, I still listened and just got absorbed in it to the point yeah. where that next episode was, uh, David with Brendan. It was on Christian Identity, episode 61. Mm-hmm. And uh, I left a three message long voicemail. Yes. About hell, right? About hell. <laughs> <laughs> so even though I didn't weigh in on that episode, I had my weigh in on the next episode, which also I loved the uh, Christian Identity, Who Are We as Christians yeah. in Christ episode with Brendan. Brendan. Uh, just he brought it, man. I love the the uh, the study he did with that, with the imago deo, uh, however you say it. <laughs> um, imago day, yeah, imago day. There you go. And I, it was it was just a really good episode. So thank you guys for holding down the fort. Then hopefully that won't happen again, but we'll see. We got busy lives. <laughs> well, if if something like that happens again, I mean, God, in my opinion, God worked through it. Oh, He did because uh, I mean, I, I thought there there was a lot of growth in those in those episodes, and and so um, <laughs> and there were times <laughs> I'd tune in and I'd be like, ah. Oh. You need some humor, man. We need to laugh a little bit. We need to chill. <laughs> See that? Well, that's that's part of what you bring to it. You get me all cracked up and everything. But then, I, uh, number sixty-seven, misuse words of the Bible with Colin. So, oh yeah, and yes. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. And that was one of my favorites too. Yeah, dude. I after that episode, I called David and I said, "Listen, if you ever have to replace me on Theonauts, I want Colin to be my replacement because that guy was." Perfect. I mean, just wonderful. I love Colin. So he's got such a dry sense of humor. It was so funny yeah. though, listening to him and hearing it. Yeah. That's just great. And he's so analytical. He's like Riley times ten. Yeah, that's what I think of him. But uh, anyways, but um, yeah, that misused words of the Bible. That was a that was a really good one. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to think of some of the words. <laughs> I can't. I'm drawing a blank. I heresy was one of them. Yes, heresy. What heresy means? Um, I had one and I just I totally forgot it. But anyways, all right. So hey, Brendan. Hey. <laughs> what what uh what's your favorite episode? If you had to pick one, he said it was the one with Noah, right? Oh, did he? No, well, no, I didn't. That's not my favorite. That's oh. just the one that that got me plugged oh, into y'all. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, my favorite would have to be episode twenty one on the Holy Spirit. Oh wow! Oh, that came out of left field. I didn't realize. I forgot about that one. Why? How? How could you forget? <laughs> well, I mean, Francis Chan did write the book "Forgotten God," so there you go, right there. <laughs> well, true. You forgot him already. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, what? Uh, what about that episode? Um, made it your favorite? Uh, my thing is just with the with the background of church that I that I grew up in there just wasn't that much of a focus on the Holy spirit. And then hearing the way you guys talked about it, it really, it really opened me up. And, and since then, you know, I've read Francis Chan's book, uh, forgotten God. And I've, I've read all these other, uh, sources that's really opened my eyes to really this third part of God that, 
just like I said, in my upbringing, did not get so much attention. Yeah. You know, and it's still, I mean, that's a prevailing thing for me, especially, um, uh, well, thinking about some other topics we've talked about, like episode 53 with Theonomy. Yes. Um, and how the Holy Spirit plays a part in the understanding that it's not about a law anymore, it's about following the Spirit. Yeah. Which is, I, I think that was a big deal, and I now I'm starting to remember that episode. Man, um, that was really special with the... Um, looking at the fact that Christ actually says <laughs> uh, that it's actually for your benefit that I go because I'm sending you a helper, right? Right, and this helper is going to lead you in all righteousness. And so, yeah. looking at the Holy Spirit as as God dwelling with us, communing with us, and the fact that we all hold that Holy Spirit together—that's unity, yeah. right there. By the way, yeah. pretty cool. So we're all sons of God through the Holy Spirit. It's good stuff. Wow. So what about you, Michael? Uh, it's hard to say. I love especially, all, well, I love them all, but I especially love the uh, episodes that focus on unity. Um, and sometimes I have favorite episodes that uh, it's not like the everything that, it's not even having to do with the main topic. You guys say something as a as a sidebar that just, you know, yes, that's what I needed to hear. Thank you. And uh, and right now, what I'm thinking of particularly, now, uh, I do have to mention that, was it episode number 31, where Brendan and I were on talking about yes, yes. Um, uh, how, it, how Christians should act on the internet? And I, I challenge and encourage all listeners, if you have not listened to that, or you haven't heard it in the last month or so, put that on a constant <laughs> rotation listen to it once every (laughs) really good amen Uh, and so uh piggybacking off that i think it is the church history revisited where um you you reiterated some of the things that you talked about in your previous church history uh episode so that you allowed yourself the opportunity to say let us be a little more clear here and here's important things and especially when you are talking about like this point here many people can't comprehend anyone practicing christianity differently than how we do today in our modern assemblies and the point there uh, that's important to me is that we especially western christianity especially 21st century American Christianity, which is its own different form of Christianity. Um, And I'm going to resist getting on my soapbox right now, so please, you guys, (laughs) hold me down. down. Um, We, in America, we are so uh, uh, egocentric Mm. that we believe that the Bible was written to us specifically, and that everything that we do is because that's what we were supposed to do. That's how, you know, God, uh, uh, you know, dictated that we have these assembly halls and that you have a pew. And some people argue, well, well, can they be padded? Or, you know, if you're like, or whatever, can they be padded pews? What if people fall asleep? Should we still have the guy walking around with the stick with the ball on the end? <laughs> head? And I or, think we or, should, by the way, okay, or, go ahead. Sorry. with the feather in order to tickle the ladies politely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's how American Christians think. We wrap the flag around the cross, oh, that's and good. two are inseparable. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that, as far as I'm concerned, cannot be discussed enough. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to hear more from the theonauts personally. I want to hear more about unity, the unity of the believers, what we are, uh, what we unify around, mm-hmm. and how 
you know what? If uh, here's a simple fact, I'm, ch- listeners, chew on this for a moment. If you were to travel back in time and you went to the middle of the first century and you attended a Christian quote assembly, do you think you would h- even recognize what was going on? Oof. Or would you say, I can't fellowship with these people because they don't do it the right way? Yeah, in the words of my daddy, that'll preach. And that's absolutely true. That's, you know, we don't think of it that way. We don't think of the fact that, you know, we worship differently. Mm-hmm. And the, the great thing, we were tied, David and I were riding back from Dallas two days ago discussing organic church mm-hmm. and the fact that the church has to change. Now, the theology of the church, the, the doctrine of the, the gospel never changes. But the way we do church should always be changing to fit the the needs, right? Right. And and to reach the people. Yes. And, and so, you know, we were discussing our little our little congregation and some things that were changing here and uh and how that's that's a good thing, but it's also a scary thing for a lot of people. Yeah, because everyone's got their sacred cows, man. They don't want to let that thing go. Right. And and it's like, you know, well, I'm sure the scriptures tells us we have to do it this way. There has to be three songs, and then a prayer, and then another song, and you know. we only take communion once a quarter. We take it every Sunday morning. Well, we, you know, and that, that's the the thing. And so, <laughs> the faith tradition that I come from has, the, you know, it all comes down to your hermeneutic, doesn't it? Oh, in sure. fact, I request guys do some shows, some some episodes on hermeneutics, hermeneutics. Uh, because that's how those are the lenses that we read the Bible through, that's isn't good. it? That's what okay. we started with. Yes, episode, episode one. one was on how to understand the Bible, right? Yeah. Well, that's a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> it is. Okay? We need to reiterate it. I guess <laughs> that's great. Really, I mean, that determines how we read the Bible. Sure, is our hermeneutic. Yeah, uh, the hermeneutic that I grew up under was called, had a uh, what's it called? An acrostic or an anagram or whatever. C N I C E N I command, example, or necessary inference. Guess what? It's a bad hermeneutic. It is a bad hermeneutic. I, it's a, it's I a flat hermeneutic. hermeneutic. Yep. Uh, and uh, um, and so it it caused me to interpret the scriptures in ways that I flat out reject. Now, um, as we were talking about earlier, David was saying, if you are not changing your views and your and, and your mind and your understanding on the scripture, you ain't studying it. Right. That's the okay? truth. So, uh, so more episodes on that, please. That's sure. my, I, I was able to get in a little request there. Sure, <laughs> awesome. All right, I have a crazy question for you here, uh, and I don't know how much time we have, but what was your hardest episode for me? Yes. Uh, hmm. What was the hardest episode? Because I think for me personally, there were some difficult ones. And while you're thinking about that, I'll give you All mine. Right, go how ahead. about that? Uh, I think the most. Difficult episode I did was the one with Brian Neal, uh, episode 83. Yes, which is actually number two on my list, by the way. God allows suffering, question mark. Yes. Right? That's a difficult subject and a difficult, uh, that Mm -hmm. was a difficult episode for me. Yes. And, uh, you know, we had to really just focus on, you know, all right, if God allows suffering, why does he allow it? What's What's the difference between allow... Um, versus causing it. cause, right? Yeah. And, uh, and we even lined up differently on the on those ideas. Basically, the reform theology in me, you know, right? And uh, but it was a very difficult episode. But I think it was a very needed 
episode, especially for what was going on in our world, mm-hmm. you know, and what's still going on in our world, a suffering world. So, um, hey, man. anyways, but that was, well, I, yeah, that I was, guess I got to say that that was probably my toughest episode too. But whenever it was all said and done, I was very happy with that episode. I was too. Like I, I'm I, of all the episodes that we've done. That's one of the ones I'm, I'm proudest of because dude, you and I were so not on the same page right. on that topic. <laughs> and it was, it was like, there was not a lot of, there wasn't, okay. Going back to what, what Mike was saying from my faith tradition, whenever you disagree on topics like that, like when you just disagree about that type of thing, dude, that's the type of thing that splits churches. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I've seen people stand up screaming. I've stood up and screamed and hollered at people in church meetings sure. over doctrine and that sort of thing. And it was so cool that we could disagree completely about something that, that is to many people fundamental earth shattering. Yeah. yeah. And, and it still be, it's still in on a note of unity. David, you and I and Brendan, we, us three, we understand the, the poignancy, how, <laughs> how profound that statement you just made is. You know, we don't have to divide over these things. In fact, we cannot divide over these things. Amen. We've done episodes on on that, that very subject. And uh, that's also something that needs to be uh, readdressed or addressed from different angles periodically. Um, That was a, yeah, that was a great episode, knowing that these guys were going into this discussion and, Fully aware that they were probably going to leave the discussion staying right where they were. Right. Well, what's the point of debating if you don't win? You know? (laughs) Right. And that's so, you know, that's amazing that you you say that because you, you can have that mindset or you can go, the point of debating is so that I can change my mind. But no yeah. one does that. No one ever does that. Yeah, that's the truth. So that's great. You know, um, another one that that was really tough but good that I don't even have on my list. And I don't know why. I'm just thinking of it now. The episode on um, uh, Christian and violence, war, war. Yeah. Is that on your list? No, it was episode 42. It's come up a lot, uh, so that's why I know the episode number. <laughs> And it had some great intro music, didn't it, David? Yes. <laughs> Good God, y'all. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I love that one, too. So, man, there's there have been so many fun episodes, so many hard episodes, yeah. so many good. We interviewed so, Copper Lily. Yeah, that was awesome. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> interviewed Brian Godawa three times, I think. We've done him three yeah, three times. or four. He's been on the show several times now. So, uh, oh yeah, Riley's episode, Who Wrote the Bible, mm-hmm. where you discussed wrongly that uh, it was probably Lazarus that wrote John and not John who wrote, <laughs> which is just wrong, but whatever, anyway. Stick with no, your tradition. Just stick with your tradition. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, the, the family that Riley's part of, they're like the fifth Beatles of, of the Theonauts, aren't they? They are. They, oh man. That, that's a theological family. It is, and it's fun to have them and discuss and... You know, it's great. Right. I think the point is, is the what a um, what an important show the Theonauts is. It's important to the body of Christ. It's important to those people who are seeking to know God better. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, you have great listeners and we have, you know, people that are, uh, that are associated with the GCT network, you know, that are constantly participating, Ron of the Red Oaks and, and patron St. Philip, um, you know, these people that, that are fed and encouraged and challenged all the things, all the things that you want to do, uh, to fellow Christians uh, in order to cause growth is, uh, by the Theonauts. And so, you know, 100 episodes, that's nothing. We should be here, uh, you know, not and not too distant future for this 200th episode. Yes, yeah. definitely. And I, you know, I, I see it going on forever. I don't well, have a... It, well, before we get out of this discussion, I just want to mention one more episode that was a turning point for us. Okay. It was number 17, I think. And it was the evidence of the resurrection. And the reason why I'm, oh, I mention yeah. it isn't e- it doesn't even really have anything to do with the content of the episode. It was because it was the first episode under the GCT network. That's flag. right. <laughs> and yeah, yes, Brenda, did you bring the kids? No, I didn't. I left them with you. <laughs> you left them in Virginia. Oh no, they're under the, the cover. <laughs> Yay! There you go. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and and I thank you guys for joining us today and talking about all this because uh, you guys have been very important to us. Uh, once we got on board with GCT Network way back on episode seventeen, uh, to me the Theonauts took on more like it was more important now for me. Like right. like it was like oh no, this is a real thing now. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't just me you know, blabbing in front of a microphone with Jeremiah just cutting up or whatever, this was now, like, it felt more like mission to me. Yeah. And, you know, it's well, amazing the little things that... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's amazing the little things that, that changed. Uh, for instance, the audio quality, you can see, it, shifted. Yes, it has gotten better. Right. And uh, and a lot of that There's is... some osmosis happening across the Skype line. Exactly. A lot of that has to do with the synergy that happens with <laughs> with, uh, with Michael and Brendan and, and David and I. And um, Man, it's just... Uh, it's, it's been a blessing to work with y'all. So thank you so well, much I, for your part. I don't know if Brendan feels this way at all, um, but I, I am fully convinced that uh, that God brought us all together for a common purpose. Sure. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, you know, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that this ministry as a whole is needed, um, and uh, the feedback that we get from from fellow Christians, fellow believers, and how they're fed and encouraged and, and equipped is really the key word, um, just, just proves it. And so we, we, uh, we are absolutely blessed to be associated with you. Now, I don't know, Brendan, do you, do you agree or no? No, I, uh, if I could amen any louder, I would, but <laughs> amen on that. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> there's, um, there's, we, we've talked about, uh, a theme today, you know, with favorite episodes. And even if the episode wasn't about it, what we got out of it, uh, there's, there's this theme of unity, which Mm -hmm. is, uh, so important. Um, and, and we talked about, well, what is it, uh, that we, that we focus on? What is it that we gather around? And that is the good news. That's the gospel. And what is the gospel? You folks have talked about it clearly on the Theonauts, first Corinthians chapter five, one through five. Allow me to read out of the net, if, if you will, the New English translation. Now, Paul says, I want to make clear for you 
brothers and sisters, the gospel that I preach to you. I want to make clear to you the gospel that I preach to you, that you received and on that which you received and which you stand and by which you are being saved. If you hold firmly to the message I preached to you, unless you believed in vain mm. or I passed on to you as of first importance, what I also received that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas or Peter and then to the 12. Paul had been talking about this, all this in first Corinthians, right? All the way yes. back to, back to the very beginning, first Corinthians chapter two, verse two out of the nilt the New Living Translation. For I decided, Paul says, I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Christ Jesus, the one who was crucified. Yes. That is the gospel. That's what we focus on. We are not told to focus on anything other than the gospel, the good news. So the question is, dear brothers and sisters out there listening, what hills are you willing to die on? Mm -hmm. As a Christian, where are you? What are you willing to separate over? Are you willing to separate from fellow believers on science? Are you willing to separate from fellow believers on politics? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to separate from fellow believers on liturgy? Are you willing to separate over hermeneutic? Which hill are you willing to die on? I'll give you my answer. I will never deny that Jesus Christ died for my sins, was resurrected from the grave, and appeared to all kinds of people to prove it. I won't separate over anything. I won't I, I will separate over that. Yes. That's it. Yep. Amen. You know, uh, it brings to mind an old hymn, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking stand. Amen? Yeah. And that's the hey. truth. And so we, not only... Uh, not only do we affirm that unity is only through the gospel... But we affirm that that unity is the gospel, and so we stand on Christ crucified, risen, and reigning. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what we that's that's where we draw our line. And so as as uh, <laughs> as we go forward, as we look into it, you know that's that's that needs to be the theme of our song. I think that needs to be the theme of our podcast. Yeah. So. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Woo. Well, you guys hang around and we'll do some news and stuff together. Yeah. Uh, this, right. this should be fun. Okay. 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 Here you go. I got to play the stinger. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the singer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you ever heard of ChristianMingle.com? These uh, Christian dating yes. websites? Yes. Uh, but of course. <laughs> Brendan's on it. Brendan, are you on Christian Mingle? No, I am not. Okay, I'm just checking. Cause... Although I will say, I, I did have a very good friend recently get married to a woman that he that he met on there. Oh wow! wow. So it works. So, <laughs> hey, I don't, know, I don't know if it was Christian Mingle. Um, there may be other services, but my brother uh, met his wife via one of those services. That's amazing. Well, yeah, of course, it's Christian Mingle is just like any other, uh, you know, they have a, a lot of the gospel media group, J-Date, Get Chosen, Faith.com. Uh, yeah. Ashley Madison. Yeah. Ash no, <laughs> not Wait that one. Wait a minute. Where's the X? 
Oh, it's horrible. Get out of here. No, um, <laughs> there you go. But all these other, uh, these Christian dating sites, um, mm. they've been ordered to allow users to search for same-sex matches now. A judge recently ruled that Christian dating site ChristianMingle.com must allow its users to search for same-sex partners. The website, which has about 16 million users, previously only gave new users the choice between men seeking women or women seeking men. Um, In 2013, two gay men filed class action lawsuits against Christian Mingle's parent company, Spark Networks, arguing that the website wasn't providing full and equal accommodations to all of their users based on a California law. The UNRU uh, Civil uh, Rights Act. Um, the Sparks Network settled and will now give users a choice between man or woman and pay the plaintiffs $468,000 in legal fees. Wow. <laughs> uh, so do we even want to comment <laughs> on this one? Other than to say, I I do believe, like... Uh, this this has nothing to do with my Christian values. Has everything to do with my libertarian values. I do believe the government is overstepping their bounds in commanding a a, uh, a private organization or a private company and tell them who they can and cannot cater to. It's you know on a surface level. I, you know I haven't looked into the story. I, I would have to agree with you. I mean it's not government funded. No, the government's involved in any way other than going in and telling a private business what they can or cannot do uh, but that's what you know that's what uh, our nation has has uh, has become you know good or ill depending on what side of the fence you're standing on or if you're you know if you're a a, a fence walker um, we have we have made it so that uh, that owning a business is a a a privilege that's granted by the government oh, that's scary to me but that started a long time ago with with licensing and regulation and all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, it, there's there's more to this story. But uh, we can rest assured that uh, that us Americans, we have the country that we wanted. That's true. That's pretty much. Amen. That's right, right on. All right. So here's uh, here's some good news for us. Um, a new study finds that regular church attendance decreases the risk of suicide. That's pretty cool. Hey. Uh, this is a study out of Harvard University that found that women who go to church at least once a week have a lower risk of suicide than women who never attend a service. The study looked at more than 89,000 women nurses between the ages of 30 and 55, mostly white and all Catholic or Protestant. The study took place from 1996 to 2010 and found that the women attending church were five times less likely than other women. Um, but guys want to kill themselves. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Pro- it's, it's basically focusing on women. Protestant women were less likely than women who didn't attend service to commit suicide, but Catholic women were seven times less likely to commit suicide than the Protestant women. Well, that's because women. they're going to hell if they commit suicide. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> I know we got. Well, I wasn't right, gonna yeah. go there, David. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. <laughs> Among the six thousand nine hundred ninety-nine Catholic women who went to church at least once a week, none of them committed suicide. The study was able to narrow it down, uh, narrow it down the correlation to church attendance because of the women who identified as Catholic but didn't attend mass. Their suicide rates were on par with women of any religious identity who hasn't attended services. Yeah. So, you know, it's good for your health. It's good for, you know, your mental health as well as your spiritual health and your physical health to attend church. It's a good thing. Provoke one another to good works. You can only do that when you're together. That's right. Amen. Uh, let's see here. I found this really good thing from uh, from Relevant Magazine. Uh, 
six Christian amusement parks and crazy attractions that have actually existed. Christian amusement parks. Yes. <laughs> well, you've heard about Ken Ham's, uh, he finally competed and completed it and cut the ribbon. The hundred and one million arcing million dollar arc encounter finally opened in Kentucky. Mm. It's uh built by Ken Ham's Yes, field trip. Let's go. Let's meet up there. Let's do an on-site eval. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> that would be amazing. We're walking through the ark right now, and yes. this is what we see. It smells pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it smells. Pretty- Somebody needs to clean up the elephant dung. Oh. This anyway, is, can- <laughs> this is where Noah tried to kill his daughter-in-law. <laughs> right. Oh, it's right. Yeah, Hermione Granger almost died on this spot. <laughs> this is yeah. This right here is where it was. Uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of that king? Snuck into the ark. Tubal Cain. Tubal Cain. That's right. Tubal Cain. Yeah, yeah, this is where Tubal snuck into the ark. It's great. Um, it was- <laughs> that would be awesome. A big old parody. Yeah. So um, this thing was built in Kentucky. It's it's right there. You can go check it out. Check it out at a. Uh, Answers in Genesis, uh, their their museum. It's 510 foot long. Of course, it's the recreation of Noah's Old Testament vessel. It's 10 stories high. Houses three level of Bible themes exhibits um, that Ham hopes will attract visitors from all around the world. It's huge. Okay, so another one that I really like. The Holy Land Experience. This was in Orlando. It was yes. an amusement park. It says this is for Orlando's relevant. the Holy Land. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't the weren't the Crouches involved in this one? Isn't this a, a TBN kind of a thing? Yeah, owned by Trinity Broadcasting Network. The park was yes. a weird mix of Florida amusement park style fun and Bible lessons. It was home <laughs> to mini golf and turkey legs, but also a scriptorium, Bible museum, televangelism studio, and theaters that show Bible themed productions. <laughs> then there's Heritage USA. With water slides, giant hotels, and family-friendly attractions, the amusement park founded by televangelists Jim and Tammy Faye Baker was uh, briefly one of the most popular tourist destinations in the country, bringing in oh, wow. 6 million visitors a year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, basically, it was uh, like just a water slide Christian. We, we need to do one of these. Park. Like hey, land- you can say you can say a lot of things about televangelists, but one thing that everybody can agree on, those folks know how to make money. Right. <laughs> yes. We need to do oh. Land of the Nephilim. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> right here in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> land of the Nephilim. The Land of Nimrod. <laughs> oh, that's great. We, yeah. of course, know about the Creation Museum. That's still ongoing. Answers in Genesis, Kentucky Creation Museum. It sits right beside the Noah's Ark encounter, which mm-hmm. I still haven't gone, but it exhibits like dinosaurs with like saddles strapped on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's hilarious. That, that's land of the lost. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> we can go there and that's recreate a, our favorite. That, at Glen Rose, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yep. Yeah. Glen Rose, Kentucky. So anyway, there's, you know, there's a bunch more Holy land, USA, it's a 99, 1955 devout Catholic lawyer from Connecticut founded this place. It was just exact same thing. Basically, get turkey legs, read scripture. It's wonderful, you know. Mm. Anyways, yeah, we should totally get one. But uh, <laughs> you know what? That's uh, that's all I got for the news. But I do have 
uh, some church history. All this day in church history. Yes. Just jump in the TARDIS. Bow ties are cool. Yes, they, they are. are. And this one's not only church history, but it's also Pope history. So we could do. Oh, we got. Yes. <laughs> I figured for the centennial, we need a combination. <laughs> Sing it, Brendan. Sing it. You need to have Brendan record a version with his ukulele. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, mind oh. blown. I'll record it here in the studio. That'll be yeah. amazing. Do it. Yes. All right. So today was the day of the Basil Council. You don't know what that means, do you? Seal? Today, no. Uh, yeah, well, Basil or Basil? What do you say, Basil? Yeah, well, if it's in France, it would be Basil, right? Is it? How, it how's, how are you spelling that? I'm from Texas. <laughs> Basil. It's Basil. Basil. Yeah, it's Basil. It's Basil. Basil. What do you say, Basil? Basil. Basil. Okay, Basil. Like Basilica. I like oh. oregano myself. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was in France, and it was in 1431 uh, on this date. It was, uh, well, I don't know if you've um, you've heard of the Western Papal Schism, but apparently they, you know, uh, after one pope died, four different popes rose up, and they yeah. had a huge schism in the Catholic Church about who was <laughs> supposed to be pope, and this was basically the pinnacle of the pope's power. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the Council uh, of Constance, uh, they marked Martin V Pope, ended the long-standing West, Western Papal Schism. It claimed with considerable justification that a church council has authority over the Pope. This was the first time it was really oh, wow. the Pope was questioned, his authority. It narrowed them back down to one Pope, basically. And then it said that the council, uh, the Pope could not excommunicate or... Uh, uh, it also limited his funds um, and basically drastically reduced his his power. Um, uh, and it said that the council needs to meet more often so that the Pope doesn't have this. So this happens again. Yeah, so <laughs> this doesn't happen again. He unified. But the funny thing is, as soon as Martin V was elected that by the council, Martin V took back over power and said, no, none of that works. I still have the power to excommunicate. I'm getting your funds, <laughs> and we're doing this the right way. So, of course, this led later to the great reformation he, he pulled a palpatine yeah he did he's like i agree with you no i'm not part of the council yes anyways so uh um, i will relinquish power <laughs> whenever the war is complete right uh so you know this was a uh i guess this is a pretty big deal in uh in, in catholic history this is the you know the first time they brought back unity and, mm. and all that so anyways uh that's pretty much all i've got today Unless you want to do some uh, some trivia. Hey, yeah, let's do some trivia. All right. The old trivia. Okay, you want to team up? Yeah, let's team up. Uh, you get to pick first. Who do you want? Me and Michael take you and Brendan. All right, bring it on. Brendan, we got I, this. I. <laughs> We're going to own you. Okay. Okay. You're gonna ask us a question first. Yeah. Age uh, before beauty. Wh- what do you want? Do you want? Do you want to just start from? Yeah. Just go with the Old Testament. Let's start there at the front. Okay. Here we go. For whom did Potiphar work? For whom did Potiphar work? 
You want this one, Michael? It's well, pretty I, easy. No, no, I would let you do that. I, I mean, I would answer the Pharaoh, but uh, you know, I'd probably be wrong. That's, so that's my answer as well. That is correct, sir. I mean, it was pretty easy. Yes. The, yeah. You're going to give us one pretty that's tough. Pretty easy, whatever. What, re, get ready for it, Brendan, because he always he gives me the easy ones to ask him, and then he takes the hard ones to ask me, just so you know. Oh, I, oh, I know. He's shady like that. Yeah. I know. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's Here, do it. on the show. Here we go. All right. Old Testament question. How was Isaac comforted when his mother died? See, I don't remember this. Brendan, do you got anything? Uh, I am not Googling the answer right now. <laughs> Dang it, I thought you were Googling. That's what I picked you for. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Wait, wait, okay, wait. How How is Isaac comforted? How is his mother? What was the question? How was he comforted when his mother died, after his mother died? <clears throat> he went. He went into mourning, and then he was comforted how? With a with a big fluffy sheet pillow. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say I don't know. He uh, got a why another wife that that didn't happen. I'm gonna, I would did. I'm gonna take that. He got married. Yes, Rebecca. That's <laughs> right. Which I love. You want an example of a biblical marriage? Uh, Isaac took his, his this woman into the tent, and she became his wife. Yep. I mean. It, we actually talked about we had an episode on this. It was a Types and Shadows episode on Abraham and Isaac. Okay. Isaac, yeah. Isaac's the type of the I've church. I've slept since then. Man, I can't believe... I, I mean, I, I, f- I figured, but... But you nailed it. Hey, yeah. You know what comes with age besides wrinkles and gray? Beauty. Wisdom. Oh, wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's a recurring theme. <laughs> All right, lay some history and geography on me. Okay, here you go. According to church tradition, what is the apostolic symbol for Thomas? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Somebody poked Michael with a stick. I think he killed over. <laughs> it's not like the wolf, Game of Thrones, or, oh, you know. Yeah. What is th- I thought they were asking Bible questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> According to church tradition. Yes, that's the Bible question right there. Uh, According Thomas. to church tradition. What, what is the symbol of Thomas? Is <laughs> yeah. that what it's saying? What is the apostolic symbol of Thomas? Oh, man. A big old question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Something tribal. Yeah, okay. Let's go with... Oh, man. It has to have something to do with Jesus' wounds, I would think. Oh, uh, um, a nail. I mean that. If you even get one of these, there's three things they have listed. If you get one of them, I'll give it to you. But you're really close. Magnifying glass. <laughs> Magnifying glass. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a sp- pipe and a deer hunter hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Watson. Yes. What were you going to say? Elementary. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say a spear. Yes. That's it? Hit it. Yeah, yeah! Yeah! Actually, it's a group of spears, stones, and arrows, which I'm not sure. Stones and arrows. He was stoned to death. Maybe. Was he? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know church history I need to look quite at my, as well as I thought I did. Yeah, I need to look at Fox's book. But, yeah, a group of spears. <laughs> so, there you go. I gave that to you. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that... 
there's no way I'd have got that. So okay. okay, well here's your history and geography question. All right. Oh great. Yeah, that's my <clears throat> least favorite category too. What was the former name of the Sea of Galilee according to the book of Numbers? Prince. Uh, <laughs> Just joking. Uh, the former name of the Sea of Galilee according to the book Numbers. Uh, ye old place where the ground opens up and swallows whole tribes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. That happened, right? Ye old fishing hole. Yeah, that happened in Genesis. Oh, I thought that was Numbers, too. <laughs> numbers, 30, so numbers 34, in case you're forgetting your numbers. <laughs> the name of the Sea of Galilee. I wouldn't have gotten this either. So No. I have no clue. I, I don't know. It's the Sea of Chinnereth. Oh. Chinnereth up? Yeah. All right. Good. Get your Chinnereth up. <laughs> Chinnereth. Oh. I'm feeling very chinnereth today. Oh, man. <laughs> well, actually, I think we're cooked. I, man, I think this, it? this centennial should be in the books yes. by now. Episode 100 in the can. Woohoo! <laughs> On to bigger and brighter futures. Let me share something that goes along with the theme of the show today from the great J.R.R. Tolkien. Actually, oh, this, this was spoken by Haldir. And it, for fans of uh, the Lord of the Rings, we know Haldir, especially in the movies. He was the, the, uh, the elf at the, when they first entered the, the forest of uh, Lorien, Lothlorien. Yes. The one that said that, uh, you know, as Gimli's saying, I've got the, you know, eyes of a hawk in the ears. And then all of a sudden there's all... <laughs> Arrow trade on him. You know, the dwarf breathed so loud we could have shot him in the dark, right? That was Hal Deer. But Hal, in the book, he says, listen to this. (laughs) Tolkien comes up with the greatest maxims. In nothing is the power of the Dark Lord more clearly shown than in the estrangement that divides all those who still oppose him. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. exactly true. Unity. I'll read that one more time. In nothing is the power of the Dark Lord more clearly shown than in the estrangement that divides all those who still oppose him. So, and of course, Tolkien learned that from Paul in 1 Corinthians, right? Yes. Right, guys? Amen. I mean, talking about heresies. Yep. Yep, doctrines of men that divide. True meaning of the word. So let's stop giving the Dark Lord any power over us and let's unify. Amen. Tell him to get out. Tell him to get out. That's right. (laughs) That's so good. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. You've been a a huge help in in, uh, helping us celebrate this centennial and and give it a purpose. Yeah, thanks for just being a part of the Theonauts in general. Huge. And uh, we love being a part of the GCTN, and you guys have been a great blessing to us. That's right. You guys are a blessing. That's oh, all. Where's my, where's my handkerchief? I'm going to cry. <laughs> all right, let's do this outro. Right, let's get out of here. The Theonauts are part of the Great Commission Transmission Network, using new media and social networking to go into all the world and proclaim the good news to everyone. To find out more, go to gctnetwork.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and stay up to date with all of our shows. Visit our website at theonautspodcast.com for shows, outlines, and notes. Also, please join us in praying for one another, something we didn't mention in our centennial. Oh, yeah. You can anonymously confess sins and pray for each other at prayer.theonautspodcast.com. Join Theonymous, please. Yes. 
There are several ways to contact us and leave us feedback. Uh, send us an email to theonauts at gctnetwork.com or call us on our voicemail line. We haven't got a, a voicemail in a while. 972-885-7270. Listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast catcher. And don't forget to leave us comments and rate us as that helps our show reach a larger audience. Tweet to us on Twitter using at Theonautical. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Theonauts. And don't forget to tune in again to explore the vast reaches of God's Word with us. All right, Jeremiah, thanks for being here. Thank you, Guys, David. thanks for being with us. Thank you, oh, Michael thank and Brendan. Thank you for having us. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. At 972-885-7270. That's 972-885-7270. love to hear from you. You are tuned in to the GCT Network. This is your great commission. This is your great commission transmission. At GCTNetwork.com. This is your great commission transmission. This is your great commission transmission.